Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Just put aside whatever is going on in your emotions, whatever you're working on whatever you're planning for, whatever's even top of your list, just let it all fall by the wayside. Not that you're not going to come back to it, but for this time, just let it fall by the wayside. Remember, God is present with you. You don't need to get him to pay attention. He's already giving you his full attention, his love for you and concern and desire for you is so far beyond what you can fathom that if he expressed himself the way he truly wanted to, you would not be able to contain it. So he wants to make you able to contain it and experience everything he has for you. We come back to that's what his purpose is for us. To be able to receive unconditionally everything he wants to give us unconditionally. We've been talking about the supernatural realm and we get challenged. We all get especially when we're going into something new. We are comparing our present circumstances and understanding with our past circumstances and understanding. That's normal and natural. But that's not God's way. He is always creative, and he's always drawing us to him. His ways are not our ways. He does things his own way, in his own timing, to achieve his own ends. So many of the things we worry about, he could just change them with a thought. that he doesn't, that's up to him. Why doesn't, you know, why do why does evil prosper? Why do the good get punished? Why do bad things happen to good people and vice versa? Why do good things happen to bad people? That's his choice. That's his prerogative. Now there are some that It's also their duty and their job, and God holds us all accountable for being good citizens and good neighbors and good relatives, taking good care of our family and friends and doing our good job at work, this kind of thing. But those are not what he is the most valuing of. He is valuing His attention is on 
your soul. Remember, your spirit is already one with him. You can just put a check mark next to that. That's done. His project is that you would be one. His purpose is that you would be one, spirit, soul, and body. The only interference is the state of your soul. And you can't change it. Only God can heal your soul. Only God can restore your soul, reunite your soul with your spirit. And he's doing it right now. Now there's times and seasons. There's ebbs and flows. I believe if he wanted to, he could restore your soul in the blink of an eye. faster than that because all the work's been done he could make you spirit soul and body one right now well then why doesn't he because there's something that he values in the process and if he values that He wants us to value it as well, even when we don't understand it. Even when we don't understand why things aren't going the way we expected them to or the way we want them to. Why are things more difficult or sometimes even easier? I thought this would be hard. What he values, he wants us to value. And he values process. Talked a little bit about we don't value what costs us nothing. When when someone gives you something, easy come, easy go. Somebody gives you, you know, money that you didn't work for. It's much easier to waste that, to spend it on frivolous things because you didn't sweat for it. You didn't put any effort into it. Somebody gives you, you know, um, I've had occasions in, in school settings where everybody gets an A, Now, a lot of people, including myself, always studied really hard to get really good grades. And yet, at the end of the day, everybody got the same grade, and it was an A. And it was like, okay, nobody really worked for it because everybody got the same thing. So, a lot of times, God does that. He does not use the same rating system. And we know that example by the workers, where the owner sent out one group of people to be paid a certain amount in the beginning of the morning, and then the mid-morning, and then midday, and then mid-afternoon, the end of the, end of the day. People who had been working all day expected to receive more than at the end of the day, but they all received the same amount, the same the amount that God had promised them, that the 
that the owner had promised them. And it's up to God to decide that. But that process is not about valuing the end result. It's about what do we learn in the process? What, as we are changed, what we are, are we learning? God's the only one who can change us. But we can value that change. How do we value something? We give it our attention. We say thank you. We appreciate it. We value it. God has made our relationship with him very simple. He's the God. We are not. He knows what he's doing. Most of the time, we do not. Just about everything is his job. Our job is very finite. We make ourselves available to him. And we work on those things that he wants us to be working on. Not as far as changing our soul, correcting our soul, fixing our soul, trying to get rid of our bad habits. But as far as, are we putting in the time to the things that are going to reap the benefits? When God knocks on your door, do you open it? Are you making time for him? Those are the things that reflect an appreciation and a value of the hard work that he is doing. For instance, we're learning about how the supernatural realm works. Well, you and I, being Christians, we have power and authority over and in the supernatural realm. So you and I have, with the authority comes a responsibility, a responsibility to learn our duty, our, how our authority works, how our power works. In other words, God has made you to be a certain way in his kingdom, starting now. And his desire is that we embrace that. We don't put it off till we die, and then we're judging angels and sitting on thrones and doing whatever it is we think we're going to do next. He says, I want you to start now. Living like you're in the kingdom now, because you are. Living like you have eternal life now, because you do. Now, why is that important, that we start taking on these, a different view of ourselves, a different view of the time we're living in? Because embracing that reality 
goes parallel to with what God is doing in our soul. He can use our inquiry, our interest, our questioning into who we are to making who we are a reality. For instance, when you start asking, God, how does the supernatural realm work? How does power in over, you know, as a spirit being, a living spirit being that has a soul that dwells in the supernatural realm, that has power and authority, for instance, over the natural realm, how does that work? When you start asking him, how does that power over the natural realm work? What what examples are there? And he starts showing you those things. Those are his ways of changing your desires, changing your beliefs, healing your wounds by embracing who you are right now. You are acknowledging the changes he's already making. You're embracing what he is doing in your life. Now, I've been asking him how his healing works in the soul, his changing our, you know, we're all starting at a different place as far as as learning how the supernatural works, how our abilities work, how how the, our own, each of us as an individual functions in the supernatural realm. And and again, this is just to, to start with, and I'd love to hear what you guys, what he says to you. But right now he is saying that the our abilities are expressed depending on how much of our soul has been restored to being able to receive eternal life into our soul and through our soul via our spirit. So one of the ways we can tell how we're doing is by that flow of our supernatural abilities. Now when you look at the supernatural abilities, you know, some people call them, still want to call them spiritual gifts. That's fine but they're not spiritual and they're not gifts. They're supernatural, soulical abilities. Everyone has them and everyone has them all. But we all have a different soul. We each have a different, our soul each has different constraints and and bad habits and strengths and weaknesses. And how we start in in embracing our soulical abilities is often a reflection of where our soul is. So what does that mean? There are, we could say that some supernatural abilities are easier than others or easier to accept or easier to desire. We've talked and spent years on hearing God, hearing his voice, 
That's a supernatural ability. We all have it. It's something to desire and something to cultivate and appreciate and embrace. You as a spirit being can hear God's voice clearly and consistently. And you can test his voice consistently and clearly. And you can have confidence that you are hearing him clearly. Does what you're hearing correspond to the character and nature of of our loving and giving God? Doesn't mean he doesn't correct us, doesn't mean he redirects us, but it's always loving and graceful, full of grace. He's the one who makes these changes. There are no additional requirements other than saying thank you, receiving Christ's blood on the throne and his resurrection, that he has done it all, it's done, and now we get to enjoy the benefits. Then there's having an expression of who God is for someone else, whether it's an encouragement, whether it's lifting up someone else, having a word, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, speaking the word, a word in due season, whatever it is, speaking to someone, encouraging them, bringing them to an understanding and experience of God himself. Those are all abilities, supernatural abilities of the soul. And our response and our desire, as we embrace those, those are areas God himself is freeing your soul so that he can more freely flow through your soul. So it's not about an effort. They work together. They work in tandem. They are yoked together with what Christ is doing. We are yoked with him. We are doing what God, we are helping our soul through learning about the supernatural realm. We are restoring our soul's behaviors our solical muscles, our solical memories, our solical habits to start doing what our soul was made to do. Just as your body was made to walk and think and see and hear and be productive and and hug and rejoice and all these different things, that's what your body was made to do. God expects you to value and embrace what your physical body was made to do. Same way with your soul. He wants you to embrace what your soul was made to do. And that includes the full functioning of your soulical abilities. So as we embrace that God expects you to be able to raise the dead to heal to restore to say to that mountain be thou removed and cast into the sea to be able to rain down fire from heaven if he says to be able to hear him and 
be, be follow through with what he says to do. When we embrace this is the soul God gave me to do and this is what my soul is able to do. We are then yoked with and working with God himself to restore our soul so we can become one spirit, soul, and body. That's where our effort is. That's where we value. We let him do the changing of us, but we focus on where we're spending our time, what our expectations are, letting him encourage us, letting him direct us and guide us and change our beliefs, but expect that he will. The soul he gave you was created to receive eternal life. Not by achieving or someone praying for you or you hitting another level or learning the scriptures or having an anointing or a special experience. No, everyone, every person's soul was meant, was created, is destined to receive eternal life through spirit. Embrace that. As you embrace your true soul, your true identity, which is spirit, has greater reign over your soul. We want to be working towards the same goal. If we're yoked with God himself, you know, he's going to keep on track. We want to stay with him. We want to be moving with him at the same speed, plowing the same ground, planting the same seeds. We want to be on time and in touch with what he is doing. His first task is in us. Knowing him, hearing his voice. Don't stop there. That's just where we start. But again, have an expectation that at some point in time you're going to be, you can walk on water. You can perform miracles. You can do whatever whatever your imagination, because that's the soul God gave you. And it's not about being a special person. It's about you achieving, you returning, your soul being restored to your spirit. That's that's the normal course of things. It's not a special course. This is the pathway we're on, that God himself will restore our soul. We will enjoy the process and have greater appreciation when we have the expectation that he is going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to restore your soul. And part of that restoration is to embrace the supernatural abilities that are already in you. I think about the the disciples that hung out with God. 
they didn't they weren't spirit filled they weren't raised from the dead with him they were just with him enough that their expectations of what their soul was capable was changed just by being in the presence of God just by hanging out with Christ their view of who they were was changed. They went out and cast out demons. They came back and sat and marveled and said, Jesus, you can't believe, you know, you'll never believe what happened. And of course he did. But that was just from hanging out with him. You and I are doing more than hanging out. He is in us. We are one with him in our spirit. We are living spirit. But now in our soul, we also need to hang out with him. And that's the spending the time with him, giving him first place in our lives, responding to those things when he knocks on the door, opening. And then what does it say? He comes in and he sups with us. We're ready for him. We give him our time and attention. And we value, we say thank you. We listen attentively to him. And then he makes the changes. But we have an expectation. And there's going to be many, many ways we need to change our expectation. What he has intended for us is not what we think. And it's not to impact the world. He's got that covered. He doesn't need our help. He just wants our company. He wants us. So our supernatural abilities already reside in us, in every believer. And the Lord wants each of us to desire their quickening in our daily life as well as learn as recognizing it and stirring it up in others. That's part of being encouraging. Since this is one of the ways God shares his life with his world, through us, through these gifts, these abilities, to ignore or resist the training, the mistakes, the effort that it takes to learn how these abilities work, it's actually denying God's desire to not only change us, but to reach out to others who don't have access to the encouragement directly, that don't know how to hear from God. That's where we can really help. Not because it's going to fulfill a requirement of evangelism, but because we are God's love. And because our new nature is love, we give. So we embrace the nature of our soul, which is to receive, and also the nature of our spirit, which is to give. To give unconditionally what we have already received unconditionally. So we quicken, we cooperate with God to quicken the abilities and they, they're, for most people, 
there's going to be some abilities that we've already experienced and we're comfortable with them, whether it's hearing from him or we all have, you know, even experiences like deja vu or running into somebody that seems really familiar, like you've known them before, but you've never met. Even the smallest little things or, you know, taking an umbrella even though it, it's not supposed to rain, and then finding yourself needing that umbrella. Things like that. Start paying attention. When you start embracing, know that just wasn't coincidence. That was your solical abilities starting to function, starting to respond to the time you're making yourself available. God's using that time to quicken your abilities. As he frees your soul, as he heals your soul, your abilities are unlocked. So they go hand in hand. As you spend time with God, as he works on your soul, those abilities will become more and more active. Don't worry about naming them. Don't worry about identifying them. Just embrace and have an expectation that as you spend more time with him, and he does his thing, the abilities in your soul will begin to respond to him and become more active in you. So we will be getting back together. We'll pick it up there next time. It's always great to hear from you. Drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through the website, therainersclub.org, or through Blog Talk Radio. Drop me a line. If you've got any questions or feedback, it's always great to hear from you. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, take some time with him. Let him enliven your abilities, enjoy the process, and embrace what your soul truly is. Till then, have a great night. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.